This episode is brought to you by Cultivate Coaching. Cultivate is a six-week program for believers who are ready to walk in purpose. From assessing your current season, learning more about your purpose and gifts, cultivating a plan for your transformation God's way, and walking in your Godfidence. We work closely together for six weeks and really transform God's way. Listen, if you're ready to cultivate, text the word COACH to 919 849 8812. Again, that is 919-849-8812. Let's cultivate. You are now tuning in to Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Latanya Moore. This is the place where we cover all things related to your spiritual maturity. I'm talking topics, experiences, and application. It's also the place where you can receive practical tips when you are ready to strengthen your relationship with God. Hashtag practical. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, 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 what's up? I am so excited to have you as an amazing podcast listener on today. Do you know how much I appreciate you? I appreciate you so much. Let me tell you, I get so excited every time I turn this mic on because I know that God has given me something to say to you. And I am so excited for every testimony, for your yes, for listening and for tuning in and sticking with me. So can I just say, I appreciate you. If this is your first time here, where have you been? Uh, Listen, I'm just glad that you're here though, okay? Go ahead, get caught up. There are so many seasons for you to listen to, so make sure you tune in. All right, can I just tell you something? We're about to go into a mental health series, okay? A whole mental health series. And I think that it is the perfect time. Anytime is the perfect time to talk about mental health, but especially as we move into the holidays, because the holidays can be such a joyous occasion for some, but for many, it isn't a joyous occasion, right? Seasonal affective disorder is a whole diagnosis and it is really that uh, that feeling of depression, sometimes anxiety as well, that often, you know, people experience around the holidays, especially if you've had loss or, you know, you've experienced things in your life that take you back to moments or maybe you're missing loved ones and things of that nature. And so we are going to dive deep into a mental health series for the next few weeks. Okay. I believe that it is the intersection of Jesus and therapy. I believe that it is the intersection of church as well as learning that there are professionals who can help right in this area. And so I love, love, love the way that God has unfolded this. If you've been following for a while, you know that God downloads the whole season, most of the time, right at the beginning of the season. And he downloads this season in prayer. And I was praying and the Lord started to give me an episode titled Emotional Roller Coaster. And I was like, okay, God, um, what just like, what am I supposed to do with this? Right? What am I supposed to do? But the Lord always has a ram in the bush, right? <laughs> he always has someone who is aligned with that episode title, aligned with what he wants to go forth. And so this time was no different. He provided an amazing guest, and I can't wait to get to the experience so that you can hear her. Okay. Listen, there are a couple things that I want to cover just before we get there, just to really set the tone for this topic. Emotional roller coaster. Hmm. As I started to pray about this, what I saw was that we are in our feelings. Okay. When I say in your feelings, I mean we be in our feelings, okay? Background and everything in our feelings. And that's the thing. God began to show me these kind of roller coasters of going up and down. Now, some of it is, you know, hey, we still got some things to work on. So we in our feelings. And then some of it is literally the things that are going on around us. We are still experiencing a pandemic. People are are losing their jobs. People are losing things in their lives. People are losing people, you know, and there is just, uh, there's so much happening on the news and in our world and we're fighting so much, right? And so I don't know about you, but I have experienced the roller coaster, right? 
where I'm happy one day and sad the next, productive one day and no energy the next. I mean, maybe I'm talking about myself, but if I'm talking to you, say amen. Don't leave me hanging. I want you to know that this roller coaster is one that has been experienced by many, right? So you are not alone. You are not experiencing this by yourself. And that is one of the reasons why I believe God wanted me to bring this series of episodes so that he can flow through me, so that he can flow through the guests and bring you what you need, okay? Speaking of what you need, one of the things that God showed me is that I need to make resources available. And resources don't necessarily always have to be, you know, a worksheet or a website. Sometimes they're tangible things. And so as I am going through this series for the next few weeks, I am going to be, you know, referring to several things that I want you to do and or get or purchase or what have you um, or download, you know, that relate to your mental health. Okay. So trust me, there are lots and lots of things in store. Let's go. I want us to stand on Romans 12 and 2. It's the first scripture that really came into my spirit as I started praying about this episode. And I love the NIV version. I know some people love King James, whatever version you like to use, baby, bring it up. Okay. We don't have to get stuck on which version, but NIV says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm, that scripture right there, let me tell you something. Listen, I don't, are you trying to transform your mind in this season? I want my mind to be transformed. I want my mind to be renewed. I want my mind to stay on Jesus, right? I love me some Tony Evans commentary. And so I opened up my Bible, my commentary to Romans 12 and 2. And this is the way he explains that. I love it. I'm, I'm just going to read it. It says, once we offer ourselves to God, our relationship to the world is altered. Paul urges us not to be conformed by this age, meaning the world system that leaves God out, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. He says, notice that both commands are passive. We aren't conforming or transforming our minds. Someone else is. When God has all of us and when the world has none of us, God does the work of renewing our confused minds. He brings our thoughts in line with his own so that we think God's thoughts after him. Ooh, that's so good. Are you trying to put down your thoughts and pick up God's thoughts? Listen, it says that God has a goal in renewing our minds. This renewal allows him to merge his thoughts with our thoughts so that he can bring his plans into our lives. He calls it the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. God has a purpose and a plan for each one of our lives, one that finds us when we are fully surrendered. Listen, that is so good to me. I am trying to put down my thoughts and pick up God's thoughts. Come on. One of my Cultivate participants said this one day in one of our sessions. And listen, I was blown away. Okay. When she started talking about picking up God's thoughts, I was like, hallelujah. Oh, listen, I was all over the place. Okay. I felt the spirit on that thing. So for the next few weeks, we are diving deep into this mental health series because we want peace, okay? We want peace that surpasses all understanding. I call it Jesus peace. Hashtag Jesus peace. It's that peace that comes with a glow, okay? Some of the people have told me lately, like in my stories, oh, I see you glowing, you're glowing. I'm like, baby, that's Jesus peace, okay? This is the peace of God. And I want you to have that peace as well. And so I want to dive in deep to some things and still, of course, keep it hashtag practical so that you know some techniques, so that you have some tips, so that you have some application on how to work through things in your mental health and really keep your self-care um, at the front and center of your mind. There are some emotions that we might be experiencing, and our guest today is going to help us deal with those emotions. Let's move on to the E, the experience. 
Jessica Hoddle is a faith-based fitness coach, podcast host, best-selling author, and speaker with a heart for teaching women how to dismantle the lies that keep them from healing and wholeness. She is the author of Own Your Worth, A Worthy Wife, and Know Your Worth, and the host of What's the Truth, a show where she challenges the way her listeners think so they can change the way they live. Her writing has been featured by She Works His Way, Cross Training Couture, and Revelation Wellness. When she isn't writing, speaking, or coaching, you can find her enjoying time with her husband, John, being a mommy to their three cats, and spending time outside. She's also the author of a new book titled Face Off With Your Feelings. So Jessica, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be here. I am so excited for you to be here. Can (laughs) I just say that when the Lord gave me this episode title, Emotional Roller Coaster, I thought, well, what am I going to do with this? (laughs) But I'm so glad that there is someone like you in the earth who is living out their purpose and comes with the exact information that we need, right? (laughs) Yeah. And it's so funny because I actually label myself like a past recovering emotional roller coaster girl. So (laughs) I mean, it just, it kind of just fits perfect. God knew it. He knew it because, you know, sometimes we can question him when he gives us things, but no, he gave me this title and I thought, well, all right, you know, so I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so glad to introduce you to um, my audience as well. We're talking about all things emotions. And you are the emotions girl. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, I'll I'll take it. (laughs) I love it. So let's jump right in. What are some common reasons why we lead with emotions as humans? Is there any difference for believers? I think it's a great question because, you know, we have the reason why I kind of wrote my new book, Face Off With Your Feelings, was I felt this tension between kind of two sides where one side says feelings are bad. You shouldn't have feelings. And what I started to recognize is that with that narrative, women we're not giving themselves permission to actually experience their moment. So even though they were getting told, well, don't feel that you shouldn't have feelings. So when they felt anger or regret or whatever, right, those kind of things that come up that are not of God, they would shame themselves. So they would push it down because they're like, I shouldn't be feeling this way because I have peace and I have comfort. Right. And so you see this war within a war of that narrative. And so then That's I saw so the other, then I saw the other side where it's like, just feel all your feelings. And it, you know, almost like it doesn't matter. And we justify it. And, oh, you have a right to feel angry and you have a right to, you know, re- seek retaliation because what they did to you was wrong. And so yeah. I wanted to come in and go, well, how can, yes, we experience what we're experiencing, but also not live in what we feel because they're not like the guide gauge, right? They're the, like to call the red and yellow blinking lights, either telling you to stop or slow down. And they're just a guide. That's it. And so where do we meet in the middle to bridge that gap? But as believers, we see in scripture and I always say this, but you know, when we talk about forgiveness, right, that's a really big topic. You're not going to tell me I need to forgive somebody for the things that they've done. And I, when we look at the Bible through a lens of love, because God is love, when we look at him from an angle of protection and comfort, we see why forgiveness is in there. We see why he tells us to think on such things that is right, true, and noble. He tells us to not worry nor be anxious. And I believe wise because he knows what it does to us physically, but spiritually and emotionally. So he's not saying to forgive, to punish you. He's saying to forgive, to release you. To release you. That's so good. Mm -hmm. As you were explaining the (laughs) face-off and the two different sides, I loved it because you were really describing what happens in my brain, really. I have this therapy brain because, of course, I'm a licensed therapist. I have all Mm -hmm. of this training as a therapist. And then I have my, my brain as a spiritual being, as a believer and sometimes they do conflict, right? And yeah. sometimes it's, it's really trying to figure out like how you did, how you created, you know, this, this whole concept in the book, you know, of what, how can we meet in the middle? 
because I want you to feel your feelings, right? I want you to get them out. And I also want you to know that you are strong and you have God and he's with you and he's a comforter and all of those things. So I love the way that you (laughs) you describe that. Yeah. Forgiveness. I, I always, I always say that feeling, all of our feelings should lead us to Jesus because it's an invitation that says something's not right. Something needs healed and let us move forward. Um, I was just writing some kind of cleanup things in editing in my book. And I was talking about how my broken pieces of my past, he didn't want to take the broken pieces. He actually chiseled the pieces that were broken to actually design something new. We think that God's Ooh. like walking around and like, you know, picking up these pieces and putting it in his backpack. But really he's like, we're not taking the broken pieces. We're actually going to chisel and make something new. And that's that's what he did with him on the cross. Like when Jesus went to the cross, we didn't become, we became new, New, right? Our old man passed away. So Mm -hmm. it's just that beautiful image. Yeah. My gosh, that quote, all of our feelings should lead us to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will post it and quote you. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. They always say what, like that's a that's uh, quotable, like that's tweetable. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. Right there. <laughs> Man, so for for many of us as believers, it is really difficult to be vulnerable with God, especially with past experiences and things of that nature. How do we really create emotional safety with Him? Mm-hmm. I always one thing I like to, to, I talk about this in the book as well, is our view of God dictates our relationship with God. And so if we view God as an angry God, or he's waiting to like strike us down with a lightning bolt, or if we believe he's waiting for us to get rid of our sin and not make mistakes, and then he'll use us. Therefore, that is our image of God. Therefore, that's our image of ourselves because we can't separate the two. Therefore, we will never look at God is being safe because if we're looking at him through a lens of the world, we know that there are people that break our trust that are not physically nor emotionally or spiritually safe. And we kind of go to the father and we go, "Mm, I've experienced all these things on the earth. How are you somebody that's actually not going to use my words against me? That's not going to come after me later and say, I did this for you. That's not going to manipulate me. Right. And so for me, it was, I had a look at the fact that God never changes. That means that he doesn't go from like we do as humans, right. Where I love you one minute and I hate you the next. His is this constant steady state of love. So therefore he's the only one that can close the loop of your pain because he's not the one causing pain. My enemy and sin causes pain, not God. He is the only one who could close the loop on your pain. Ooh, that's a whole mouthful right there. I love it that you talked about um, just your view of God, because I hear people sometimes when I, I might be having a conversation and, you know, they think, oh man, God is really going to get me or, yes. you know, I'm in trouble because mm-hmm. I, I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Let's go back to scripture here because you've mm-hmm. already been forgiven and we're holding on to things that he's already, mm-hmm. you know, forgiven us for. And a lot of people fail to be vulnerable with him in that place because they're scared of the consequences that are attached to what Mm -hmm. they did, you know, and that's going to free somebody. Now, God isn't waiting on you to get it all together, you know, to come to him. He wants you to come to him so that he can help you get it together. Right. Mm -hmm. I, and a lot of that comes from bad theology one, like them, us listening to it, but two, also us not searching out the scriptures as well. And so (laughs) I, (laughs) I, you know, for example, I work with somebody in, oh, bless her heart. She really struggles with the fact that she's afraid to mess up because she's afraid that God's going to do something really bad to her because she was told that her grandpa died because of his sins. Oh my gosh. And so that can wreck somebody's theology, yeah. right? Like he died because this is what he, you know, didn't work out or happen. As soon as we qualify or disqualify ourselves, we're making it about our works and not the work that he did. That's so and true. that to me says now this fear, she's afraid to make a business, you know, um, decision. She's afraid to show up in her life. She's can easily be consumed with fear and anxiety because she's literally scared because of what God is going to do to her. My gosh. And what a way to be bound by something Mm -hmm. that someone else has told you. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I did the 
the Freedom Series earlier in the season because I really wanted people to know that it was time to break free from some things. Mindset is one of them. And some of the things that we told ourselves or that other people have told us have created this mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And this cycle of bondage that oftentimes we don't even know that we're in, right? Ooh, that's heavy. Yeah, I'm so glad she's working with you. Yeah, (laughs) I just, it's, and it's something that, is hard. You know, I was working another with another client one-on-one and she was basically almost told that she wasn't able to be on leadership or help in the church in any capacity until she got rid of her eating disorder. That's what people know about. Like imagine the people who are working and in ministry and operating in things, they have things that we don't know about. You know? I know. Like, I know. <laughs> it's always like if, if you had all of your sins plastered on a billboard, like, okay, you know, I mean, cars driving by with your name, you know, so I, it is just so hard because that, that's kind of sometimes the narratives we fall in and which is why, oh my gosh, I shouldn't feel, I I can't believe I'm feeling like this. Or or we just stay in that shame, right. Or that guilt. Like I did something bad and I am bad. Yeah. That really um, brought up a point of being in church, serving in church, being in ministry and feeling like you don't have a safe space. And, you know, feeling like you do have to hold all of those emotions because you are supposed to kind of keep it together, right? Yeah. What would you say to that person who doesn't have that safe space? Mm-hmm. I'm just feeling that in my heart right now. Like, you know, maybe yeah. there is someone listening who feels like, yeah, I'm serving and I have these things going on, but I can't tell anyone I don't have a safe space to share it. Mm-hmm. I think there's two sides to this too. One, sometimes we're so in our pain that we can't see a safe place if it was in front of us right? I mean, it's sometimes that's just the reality. And so sometimes you need somebody that you might not think is safe to process and go, oh, this person is safe because it will come with trust and conversation to realize that this person genuinely does care because there's a lot, a lot, a lot of layers to that. Um, But the person that maybe is like, okay, I want this, I'm aware of this. It really comes down to sounds so crazy. There is this place where we have to meet that vulnerable to feel safe, right? We have to be able to have a conversation with somebody and share a little bit about who we are so that we can know if that this person is indeed safe for me. Your discernment. Yeah. 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 And I'm not saying subject yourself. I'm just saying that relationships though, when we want to feel safe in a relationship, it takes conversation, You know, you don't know if somebody's safe until you start talking with them and having a conversation to get to know them. I mean, it's just like reading the Bible, right? We're getting to know God in this relationship with him. So we can't ignore the fact that there is conversation to say, okay, like, are you safe? Can I trust you? You know, this kind of thing. (laughs) And I, trust me, I'm actually somebody who can be very reserved, Mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. I mean, I'm more of an introvert, like outgoing introvert, you know, like around people I'm (laughs) like, yeah, but I love processing internally. And I have been hurt by a lot of people. I've been, I've had church hurt myself, but the same people in church that I felt hurt by also the same people in church came around and rallied around me and really helped me heal. And so I think there's just layers that one, how we're looking at things, what we're ready for, but two also sent, extending an invitation that says, I do need help because yeah. sometimes that's the hardest thing for us to say, like, absolutely I need help. Can you listen, just listen to me, or can you guide me in the right direction? Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't, it's pride. Like, yeah, we pride. Play, like I can do it by myself. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll work through this myself. You know, oh, you don't want to help me. That's fine. It's okay. I'll just do everything myself. You know, you um, hit it on so- the head when you said <laughs> pride, man, I was thinking that like, why is it that we don't want to, you know, reach out? Um, I'm pride. And I also heard this fear of judgment. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? It's interesting. We have such a hard time like trying to figure out how to process these emotions, what to do, especially as believers, because we're supposed to have it together, mm-hmm. you know, and we love practical tips at Spirituality <laughs> Podcast, okay? Yeah, yeah. So what practical tips would you provide to those who, you know, who want to really manage their emotions more effectively? Yeah, I think, well, there's, I'm going to share a couple different things. I One of the things is if you're, if you do your quiet time or your waiting in the carpool line, whatever it is, is journaling. 
It's one of the best things I've ever done for my emotions and feelings. If you don't like to use pen and paper, pull out your phone and just start writing why you're angry, why you're sad. Because uh, one of the best and most precious things we can do is create space between us and the reaction, right? Somebody texts us, we're like, oh, let me tell you, you know, like, and then we're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Cause then you realize that they weren't even talking about that. And then you're like reaming them out. Just, we need space. Take a between, moment. <laughs> <laughs> we need space between that experience. Like what we're like our heart, you know, our heart rates up, our palms are sweaty, you know, our fists, fists are clenched and we're ready to go. We need to go oh, break. So what can I do to actually help me process how angry we are? And that's where you get to be honest with God, because nobody else is going to see this, but God. And he already knows anyways, but he invites the conversation in of, you know, that's something that can be super practical, but takes practice. Let me tell you, it is intentional practice. Yes. So when we have, when we have thoughts at the forefront of our mind, kind of in our conscience with, with the Lord, they become the most pliable. They're like Play-Doh, right? If we're, if we're being intentional with the way that we feel angry or sad, we have that greater opportunity to change routes. That's good. But if, if we're just kind of going through the motions and we're in our anger and we're like letting it go through our fingertips, which is what we see on social media is mm -hmm. pain just bleeds through our fingertips onto the keyboard. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be able to just process, you know, like, is this going to help? Does this hinder? Is proving my point really going to move us closer to where we need to go asking ourselves these questions like what is this going to prove nothing it's probably just going to be me getting my ego trip kind of you know saying that i'm proving this person wrong but does it better the relationship you know am i going to have to repent later i mean all those comes with it right absolutely um, but that's just something that is also really great think this is a good time to take a break and just remind you that if you're listening to this podcast and you are loving what you hear to go over to Apple, go over to Spotify, go over to whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now and rate this podcast. Come on, y'all. I need some fives. I need five stars. So rate the podcast, put a review in, let me know what you're thinking because that is how this podcast will rise to the top and I seek to be amongst the number one players. So please go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you. The second thing I would suggest is finding like white space with your brain. So mm, putting it. your phone down a lot more, meaning, okay, do you pick up your phone at a red light? Everybody raise their hand. You know, like <laughs> you're like, I got a minute to spare me with my, my hand raised. Yes. You I know, like me too, <laughs> me too. I'm like, and I'll often pick up like, why am I doing this? It's, it's this habit of whenever there's no noise, no music, no nothing, we want to fill it right away. And a lot of times it's because we don't want to confront what we're feeling. We don't want to have to think about our thoughts, but you know, if a wrestler never got in the ring or a fighter never got in the ring to get stronger, I mean, they're never going to get stronger. So when we put the phone down and we learn to fight with our thoughts, right? Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So we need to learn how to fight in the battle and strengthen that muscle of taking thoughts on trial, putting them into captivity and being able to watch when those emotions and feelings come and doing the same thing. I love it. Love it. I'm going to let you finish your tips because this is one of the things I share all the time. It's like, you know, most of the time you can trace back that feeling, that emotion to a thought. And so what would happen if you trace back that thought, you allow yourself to feel, so we're going back to feelings, but you also take that thought captive. And it also means taking the positive thoughts captive as well. You know, yeah. people always think that it's always the negative thoughts and that's what that scripture is all about. But no, let's take, let's take captive the positive thoughts as well and really, you know, begin to hone in on those mm -hmm. thoughts. Yeah. I always say, I actually do a huge analogy in the book and I walk out this tree basically about how our, our roots determine our fruit. And that's really what you're talking about of this idea that um, the analogy I use in the book is a tree, but the roots are consisted of pain, trauma, you know, 
our thoughts, well, not, it's not our thoughts, but it's the root of our thoughts. You know, it's God's words, paint memories, which form the trunk of the tree, which becomes our thoughts. Absolutely. Right? And then mm -hmm. the tree branches become the emotions that we feel from our thoughts, from the root. And then the little sub branches become the areas of our life affected by the emotions. And so we can't separate the root from the leaves because the root needs leaves, right? But we do that with our life as well. And so if we get to that root, we can then uproot it and then grow a new leaf, so to speak. Okay. What that means. I'm all about getting to the root of things. Okay. Yeah. Let's dig deeper so that we can get to the root and really, you know, pull at that thing and tug and figure out, you know, where this thing came from and to figure out um, if it's something that needs to be uprooted. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's good. Okay. So journaling, of course, and you said finding any white space. Yeah. Yep. That is one that I, I really recommend. And then the third one is kind of something that you do with yourself. It's a five-step process that I talk about in the book of just being able to acknowledge that something isn't right. And then being able to identify what it is. Cause the first part of acknowledgement is when you just recognize it's like that moment of like, mm, like something's not right. My heart's racing. Why am I like wanting to like, you know, go guide his eye out, you know? And then the second one is where we actually spend a moment to identify, like, I'm angry right now. I'm sad right now. This third step is acceptance. And this is the one that I think where we get stuck the most is I'm not saying that you accept the emotion as your identity, which is what we do a lot. You know, people say like, I'm just a sad person. Well, I mean, people, you might be sad, but you're not a sad person and people might have just told you that. So you know, it's solidified that maybe I'm just supposed to be sad, you know, or I'm angry. So you're just an angry person, but there's a reason why you're sad. And there's a reason why you're angry. So we need to be able to accept what's happening in our body and not try to change it. We need to actually let it process through in a healthy way. The energy that we're experiencing deep breaths, calming, walk away, do some jumping jacks. Cause there's literally energy pulsing through your veins. Um, and it's not the Holy spirit. Okay. That's your flesh rising up. Okay. And the enemy <laughs> wanting to come in and be like, listen, we're ready to fight. Right. And the right. Holy spirit's trying to come in and be like, no, no, no. Like, be, you know, slow to anger. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anger does not produce the righteousness of God. So, yeah. um, the fourth thing is what is the emotion telling you? And this is really kind of getting back to the root and this can happen in 30 seconds, right? It's, it's, again, it's this something that you can do practically within yourself. And what is the emotion telling you about what you're experiencing? You know, why are you angry? A lot of people think, well, I'm mad at my husband. Well, I think you're mad that like you had a bad day at work, you know, and you're probably taking it out on your husband or your kids or whatever, you know, cause I've done that many times, you know, even hopping on social media and being frustrated with what we see and yes. read on a constant basis. And then we get off that app and we're like wanting to, you know, rear end somebody because you have road rage, you know, it's, it's these like, what, what triggered me into this, you know? So that's four. Yes. And then yeah, number that, five is, of, is really having a conversation with God mm. within yourself of just talking, you know, to him about like, Hey, what's going on right now? Like, what are, what are you calling me to? What are you telling me to do? What's the truth about what I feel right now? Cause as soon as we can create kind of this space between the emotion and reality. If we can actually look at a situation and go, Hmm, okay. He really does love me. He really does help me. Like, you know, talking about my husband, I always say never always, I use these like words, but I'm like, okay, no, I'm just really upset right now. I had a bad day at work. He really does like, cause we go to that, like the extreme, right? He doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't want to help me. Like, you know, we just start. We do. Yes. My kids, they're just, you know, they do this and they, they don't respect me. You know, we just kind of go into this thing. But if we just take that moment with God and let him like speak the truth to your soul, That's his spirit. So it's so interesting because number four, what is the emotion telling you is like my go-to. So I think I just, yeah. I just go to number four. <laughs> I just go to number four like I just yeah. kind of skip those steps but yeah. I just go to number four I'm like hmm I feel such and such so what is this telling me and I, I immediately that's my therapy brain cutting on me giving yeah. myself therapy right like what is this telling me what does it mean for me you know I start to to question and then I go you know to see all right what does God say because you know and yeah. I just recently had a tough conversation and um 
I was in this conversation and I, everything in me wanted to say, well, girl, you such and such, such, you know, I like, I felt that thing creeping up. Okay. It's in me. It's in me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I kept saying, but what is this telling me? What is, what is, you know, what is this telling me? What is this information doing Mm -hmm. right now for me? And I was able to really identify that and then stay quiet. Yeah. At that moment, what I knew was that staying quiet was the best route because I knew that God was kind of doing something in me. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And so I just need to stay quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you already are aware of one, two, and three. Yeah. And a lot of people can't even get to step one. And that's Mm. where it's this ability of just, Hey, you're, you're literally living on your emotions and feelings. That's what you're living on it. Cause we stay in fight or flight. We think about being busy. We think about stress. It's one problem happens after another and we react, we're reacting. We live in a constant state of reaction versus stopping and go, I, oh, I don't have to react yeah. to everything that's happening in my life. And so that's where it's like, oh, I'm going to acknowledge okay, I'm reacting, but mm-hmm. like you and I, we have been training that muscle for so long. That's yeah. why I'm like, it's, it's like training. It's getting into that ring and fighting to where you can go easily to step four and five, you know, Absolutely. but it takes practice. Yeah. I bet it does, man. Wow. Well, I love this conversation about emotions and I feel like, you know, someone right now is being released, you know, and I, <laughs> and I feel that because um, you're learning some practical tips and y'all know we love practical tips. We also like to just you know, learn a little bit more about you and your spiritual journey, your spiritual walk. And so I'd love to know a little bit more about what area of your spirituality have you grown the most? I would say maturity in the Lord, mainly because a lot of the things that he does in me doesn't really, nobody can see except maybe through my actions. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they can see how I talk to somebody. They can see how I use my words and talk about other people or pain or healing or forgiveness. They can see how I talk about my parents or my family. Those are the things they can see of a repercussion or not a repercussion, but of a response to what the Lord's doing inside of me. And I always like, I talk to my husband sometimes. I'm like, man, I feel like the Lord. And I was talking to my best friend, even I was like, man, I feel like I'm growing, I'm growing, but like it's not business stuff, you know, it's, yeah. it's all the stuff that happens inside of you that comes out through the Lord. Um, those are one of the that hardest no things. It's just sees. like, we, it's just like, we see Jesus say like, what is easier to say? It's one of the first things I write about in the book in mm-hmm. create space for healing. That's the first chapter is, you know, when Jesus says, forgive, you know, your sins are forgiven. That is, we don't see that. Yeah, that's by faith. And that's the same thing when we're working through that emotional maturity process and spiritual maturity is it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy, but we see the, just the healing benefits that come with it through our actions. And so then we become a witness. Absolutely. It's so interesting that you say this because sometimes I feel like, you know, that inner work that is happening and that no one really sees. And something yeah. kind of, you know, I face something, or I face someone. I'm like, ooh, if you only knew, like, <laughs> I know, if you so only true. knew, you know. Um, and I believe one of the things that uh, that happened when I actually started my podcast is that God told me that my private time with Him would become public. And I was like, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> but what happened? Did I hear that right? Does, right. But what happens is it does. It just eventually comes out. You don't have to tell anyone, you don't have to share anything you, because you have changed internally, you know, the outside begins to, to display it. Right. And people can hear it. People can, you know, can see it eventually. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that leads me to our last question that is really all about your season and what God is teaching you. And maybe this, this even relates to the book as well. And, you know, you releasing it and getting it out. I love to know. So what is one word that describes what God is teaching you in this season of your life? Well, it's two words, but it's stay steady. That's really, it's been like that for two years, I would say, because I've never been a quick success. I have been a grinder, hard worker and recovering hustle holic. (laughs) Um, And so the Lord has always reminded me just stay steady. Cause I want things to happen yesterday. And even like a month ago, you know, 
And again, it's like, will you stay steady when the world says go far and fast, but will you say slow and steady? And I'm like, okay, you know, my flesh fights it all the time because I'm like, did I do enough today? Should I have done more? And I'm like, no, you did slow and steady. How many things did you do? Like, did you get your top three done? It's okay. You know, and the Lord can do my husband. I always pray this, like Lord do abundantly more than I could ever ask or imagine. And that's, you know, scripture, like just Lord do abundantly more than I could ever ask or imagine. Take my little seed and I'm going to plant that today. And I'm going to watch you grow it. Ooh, that's so good. You are speaking to me slow and steady. Sometimes we feel like we can take on the entire world in Mm -hmm. one day. Um, And I'm always amazed, like I was mentioning to you, like I'm always amazed of what I can do and what I've gotten done. But man, you're right. The world tells us to go fast. Or we see Mm -hmm. stories of people, you know, blowing up overnight or you know, going viral. A, yeah. Yes. Or starting a business. I just saw, saw a TikTok today. This girl said, I started my business a week ago and I made 10,000 my first week. And I'm like, er? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah. You know, and so seeing things like that, you're like, Ooh, do it for me, Lord. Yeah. But is it what he wants to do for you? Like maybe he's mm-hmm. building that discipline in you you know, maybe he's building something in you that is going to take you slow and steady. So yeah, I come back. I could just end on this. I come back to this question because I heard it in a sermon once and he was like, did God ask you to climb that mountain? And I was like, okay, all right. Like, I get it. Like, you know, did God ask me to do the webinar? Did God ask me to do this? Did (laughs) God ask me to post that? Like, am I posting it? Um, And so I have to, I actually constantly ask myself that a lot. Like, when I start to feel kind of not weary, but almost burned out or Mm -hmm. agitated from the burned out. I'm like, am I climbing mountains? I'm not supposed to be climbing. (laughs) It's a really good check-in. Like, you know, you don't have to say yes to every board meeting at school, every, you know, PTA or PTA, whatever it is, you know, (laughs) like you have permission to not like no is a complete sentence. Yeah. It's a complete sentence. Yes. I love that. So checking in mine is God, did you tell me to do this or am I adding a little extra? <laughs> am I adding a little extra? I love that. Am, I, am, I, am I adding a little extra? That's so true. Because that's that. when I get stressed and overwhelmed. I'm like, mm, I must add some extra to this. Yeah. I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that. Ooh, well, I love it. Thank you so, so much. Man, how can we follow you? How can we get connected? Tell us more about the book. Share. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Well, you can hang out with me on Instagram at Jessica Hoddle, but really go pick up the book at jessicahoddle.com. You know, for me, it's the book. If I could sum it up, I just want you to know that God wants you well, period. When our soul is well, we can be well. And the reason why I say that is because like this conversation, do you believe that God is on your side? That's not into pain management, that he's a pain taker, that he's Jehovah Rapha, that he is the healer not the one that brings sickness, you know, not the one that wants you to live in dis-ease in your body and in your emotions. And that's really what this book is about is to face off with your feelings so that you can break up with the lies of your past and embrace the truth for your future. Wow. Listen, I'm so excited to put these links in the show notes so that people can get connected. I love how you said, hang out with me on Instagram. (laughs) And, um, and of course, you know, be well, be well, be well, man, this has been amazing. We need to get to this. A. we need some practical application. So come on with me to the A. Wasn't that good? Ooh. That was so good. Oh my gosh, she really helped us out. Listen, when she started talking about those broken pieces, that God didn't want to take her broken pieces. He wanted to chisel the pieces that were broken and actually design something new. Baby, call me a mosaic piece, okay? Because (laughs) he took all my stuff, chiseled away and put it together as something new. I am here for, okay? I am here for it. Another thing that I'm here for is this amazing mental health candle. 
listen, I told you I want to make resources available for you as you, you know, go through this mental health journey and really dive deeper into everything that God is asking you to transform in this season. And so one of our very own community members has a candle line and she has a candle that is titled mental health. Okay. It can't get any better than that. She has a mental health candle and she experienced, her story is so powerful and so amazing. She experienced some mental health um, issues. And one of the things that God began to show her was that aromatherapy would definitely pull her out of what she was going through. And so she started mixing fragrances and scents and she developed a mental health candle. I am going to leave the link to the candle in the show notes. And if you use the code T, T E A, but spirituality, use code T and you will get 10% off. I have been lighting this candle up, okay? It smells so good. And it really, the way that she mixes them together, it's like, whoo. I couldn't have put it together myself, okay? Listen, so that's a resource. Let's go on to this A because when I tell you this application though, the Lord had several things that he wanted me to to stop and pause and reflect on. And one of those things is an emotion wheel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, an emotion wheel. Can I just tell you that God showed me that sometimes we don't even identify our emotions correctly. We think we mad, but we're really, we hurt. We think we mad, but really we feel rejected. You know, there's something deeper going on and that surface level sadness and or anger is really connected to something else. And so there is an emotion wheel, just a worksheet in my bio. If you've never seen it before, it breaks down all of the emotions. It gives you that surface level emotion and it allows you to dig just a tad bit deeper. So I want you to use the emotion wheel. When you feel in hashtag some type of way or you're in your feelings, look at the emotion wheel and really identify where you are. Okay. Here's the other thing that God told me. Yeah, he was all in your business. He said that you don't necessarily acknowledge those feelings, nor do you bring those feelings back to him. That we just move on throughout our day and we're feeling up and down and sad and lonely and rejected and uh, you know out of energy one day and happy the next. He said that we, we're not really bringing those feelings to him. And so I want you to be okay submitting and committing your feelings to God. I want you to go into prayer once you've identified what that feeling is and share it with God. Share with him exactly how you're feeling. Share with him the surface of emotion, anything that is deeper. Go back to the root. Begin to give yourself therapy. Go back to the root of that thing and really figure out where this is coming from. At what point in my day did I feel it? What comment did someone say to me? What did I see? What did I hear? What thought that I have in order for this feeling to be produced in me, right? And then after you have submitted it, committed, shared it to, to him and with him, I want you to ask God for his thoughts, for his feelings, for his emotions, right? That you begin to replace them because sometimes what happens is we're thinking things and we're experiencing emotions and it is the way that we have seen something, right? And it could be that God has another way that he's seen it. So I want you to know what he thinks about it, okay? So one, go ahead and grab your candle. There's some mental health scents and fragrances in this candle to really help you in your aroma therapy. The link is in the bio, use code T. The second thing that I want you to do is use the emotion wheel. If you identify that you are feeling some type of way, you are upset, you feel mad, you feel sad, you feel something and you don't know exactly what it is and it could be more, use the emotion wheel to identify that. And the last thing I want you to do is to go into prayer, talk to your heavenly father and start sharing with him daily what those feelings are. If you need to do, like Jessica said, journal, put those things down Take your journal into prayer as well. I'm so excited because God asked me to do a journal. He showed it to me. And so I'm going to have a journal soon about renewing your mind, guided writing prompts and scriptures to transform your thoughts. Okay. Y'all stay on me, okay? Because I'm getting it produced for you right now. Everything that God has told me to do in this season, I'm executing and I'm moving on. 
And a lot of that has to do with everything he's asked me to do for you. I'm excited. I hope you are. Enjoy this application, okay? Tell the father how you feel. Sometimes we think he knows already, and he does, but sometimes we need to hear it ourselves. You need to hear it. So go ahead, dive deep, and give it all to him. You got this. So just as we end every episode, I want to end with a word of prayer Oh, I feel so much joy. Thank you, God. Father God, I thank you, oh God, for who you are. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are the regulator of emotions. God, you are the regulator, oh God. Father, I thank you now, oh Lord, that anything that we've been experiencing, any ups and downs, oh God, any roller coasters, God, I thank you now, God, that you are regulating them now in the name of Jesus. Father, we submit those emotions back to you. We submit those thoughts back to you, oh God. We put down our thoughts, oh God, so that we might pick up your thoughts. Mm. Lord, we thank you, oh God, for a divine release of anything, oh God, that we've been holding on to. Father, I thank you now, oh God, that forgiveness will come upon us, oh God, as we begin to release um, sadness and, and release anxiety and release depressive symptoms and release the ups and downs of life. Father God, I thank you now, God, that we know that you are the one, oh God, who can renew our minds. Father God, we submit that to you now in the name of Jesus. And we ask, oh God, that we surrender so that you might regulate and control our minds. Father God, I thank you now, Lord, that what you're doing even in this moment, Lord, is is, is transforming us, oh God, so that we might be more like you. Lord, I thank you for everyone who has listened to this episode, oh God, and realized something about themselves. I thank you for every revelation. I thank you for every aha moment. I thank you for every light bulb that turned on. And Father God, I ask that you meet them there right in that place. Hmm and give them more. Yes, God. Lord, I thank you that you are a provider and God, that you can provide even in the moment. So God, where we're seeking you, where we want more, God, help us to understand our emotions. Help us to know when to, when to give them away, when to give them back to you. Father, help us to know, oh God, what we need to do and the steps that we need today to take, oh God, to regulate them. Lord, I thank you for a fresh start. Yes, God, I thank you for a fresh start in many of our lives as we begin to move into this new season, oh Lord, this season of holidays, oh God, that is so difficult for many. Lord, meet us right where we are, oh God. Meet us in our grief, meet us in our loss, meet us in our changing of relationships, meet us in the changing of the seasons, meet us in the joy as well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. I am so excited about what God is doing in the lives of everyone that is connected to spirituality. It is because of you that this podcast is prosperous. Speaking of prosperous, if you would like to sow a seed into spirituality or Dr. Latanya Moore, feel free to send it via cash app at the Dr. Moore. That's at T-H-E-D-R-M-O-O-R-E. I appreciate you so much for joining this journey with me. So follow the journey by hitting subscribe, share the podcast, and follow me on Instagram at the Dr. Moore. You can also hit me up in you know, my Gmail. Just send me an email at drlatanyamore at gmail.com. If you are a faith-based entrepreneur, listen, I would love to partner with you. Send me a message and let's connect. This is about to be epic.